Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, hi, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, here with oh, Brendan. Oh, I'm sorry. This was an episode. Of, I thought this was an episode of The Office. And that's the topic for today. So if you tuned into our last episode, we were talking about how things change. And we referenced the fact that the next episode, this episode. The one we are currently in now. The one you can't beat. Get the reference to the beats. Oh, Dwight Schrute, Beat Farmer, right? This episode, we're going to talk about The Office, right? My favorite, I'm going to go so far as to say my favorite sitcom. Really? Of all time. That far? I'm going to go that far. That far. All the way to Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's not your favorite show of all time? No, no. We can talk about my favorite show another time, but this is my favorite sitcom of all times. Now you've got us interested. Uh, tune in. So anyway. Instagram poll. What's <laughs> Peter's favorite television show? We're going to be talking. See if you can get it. Yeah. We're going to be talking about The Office and all of the the laws that uh-huh. are broken every day on The Office. It's really, really kind of a, a fun... We, we'd like to clarify, not Peter's law not office. This off, not this office. No, 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 no. We're talking about The Office. No laws are broken here. We're talking about the Michael Scott run office, and we're going to talk about um, you know all the things on the show that just don't fly. Really? Yeah, I'm sure there's yeah, not really. that many. Yeah, right? So this is, if, if you uh, listen to the last episode, we talked about how time changes and how things change and laws change. And, and uh, clocks. Right, and, and cultures change. <laughs> and um, so something that was, was culturally insensitive now might not have been then. Right. And The Office is one of those shows where I, I could foresee in the next 10 years somebody saying, oh my gosh, how did that show how did that show survive? Because it's culturally insensitive, right? Right. Like Michael Klump, I say, I say, I sit on you, right? Yep. That was good, right? So we're going to talk about The Office. So first of all, Office, my favorite sitcom of all time. It's hysterical. It's it's not just funny, but it's kind of like endearing. You actually become, um, I don't know, you feel like you know the characters. They're, they're, they all have the You feel like own, you work in The Office. You feel like you do, right? And I think that even... even for those people that don't work in an office setting, it's still funny. Right. You know, what's interesting about this, before we get into the law part of this, what's interesting about The Office, if you compare The Office to a show that might be similar in concept, uh, Office Space, you've mm-hmm. seen that movie? Yes. All right. It's it's a different vibe. It's because entirely different because Office Space is terribly negative about the workspace. You know, they, they don't really like each other there. It's a very, like bad environment you know you work long hours you have to work on saturdays you just dread the work i'm gonna need you to go ahead and come in on saturday <laughs> but I, the I think, office the office is entirely different because of the way it presents it you know it does it's, it's no longer you still hate the boss and hate the saturdays but and, you also when you are dealing with um uh the uh, office space movie. Right. You kind of have to have worked in an office in order to really understand some of the jokes. Like like the receptionist who's like um, corporate accounts receivable, you know, Nina speaking, just a moment. Like you have to be 
in, a, in an office environment to understand how annoying that is or having one boss ask you about your TPS reports multiple times. That might not be funny unless you can relate to that. But the office is different because even though it's an office setting, it's kind of relatable to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. You don't, even, you don't have to work in an office to really be able right. to enjoy it. So, so that's the, that's the show. And, and if you haven't seen it, then you're living under a rock and I recommend that you see it because it's streaming everywhere and it's just great. And, and so many people, um, that I've spoken to people from, right. Not just in, 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 in this area, but everywhere, everybody seems to just love the office. I think that during, um, the quarantine period of the early COVID, a lot that more it was, people found it too. Right, I think it was one of the number one or, or top five or something like that streamed shows during COVID. Right. So, let's talk about the show and some of the the interesting legal issues that arise out of it. And let's start, let's. of course, with the boss. So, you know, at the beginning of the show, beginning of the, of of the seasons, obviously it changed towards the end. But Michael Scott was the boss of the office. He was the regional right. manager, Michael Scott. And Michael Scott is kind of an endearing buffoon who says all kinds of things that come to his mind without ever thinking. And he's really a human resources nightmare. Right. You know, and you can kind of see um, human resources, who, who the, the, the character's name is Toby, who su- he tries to step in on certain things. But there's a lot that goes on in that show that, you know, with Michael, that's just way, way beyond, you know, uh, what would be acceptable, what would be considered legal. And human resources doesn't get involved, you know. So, But Toby had his own problems, you know. Toby was, was divorced and kind of like down and out and, you know, too busy sitting back in the annex being depressed to do anything about Michael. Right. right. But let's talk about some of that. So let's, let's talk about... Um, uh, one of the references where Michael uh, says he's they're on a cruise ship. I don't know if you know this episode. We're going to jump around. It's not going to be like you know episode one. This is all over the place. Oh, and a spoiler alert, by the way. Yes, yeah, spoiler. Well, if you haven't seen it, there's a problem. But anyway, so they're on a cruise ship, right? And and I think this was like a Dunder Mifflin. That's the name of the company that they work for, Dunder Mifflin Team Building or something. That mm-hmm. Michael, um, you know. Um, schedules and he tells everybody on the cruise ship that the ship is sinking when there's no danger now in real real life that's like going into a crowded movie theater and yelling what yelling fire right right and that's you know you create that panic you create that that's that's you know either illegal in some states or you just become civilly liable Right, so a lot of the things that go on in, in the office, some of it's criminal, right? Some of it's civil, mm-hmm. right? So when we say civil, negligence and liability that that can come out of, um, you know, a civil action, right? Battery, assault, uh, negligence claims, defamation; those are all considered civil, as opposed to some kind of criminal violation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's one right there where Michael Scott says. The ship is sinking. You know, there's a fire in the theater. All these things that that cause false panic, that would not be considered legal. Right. Another one, right, um, that Michael, I think, is responsible for. Michael goes into the warehouse. He's told not to use the forklift. 
Remember this one? I do remember this one. He does it anyway. Uh-huh. He's not trained on it, and he puts the forklift through the 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 um the door. All of the yeah, I mean all of these seem very silly, but they could get you fired in real life. Well, I mean if if Michael had done that, he could have not only been fired, but he could have been uh, responsible for causing Injury, damage. Damages, that, that yeah. If he had caused, let's say he ran over somebody with the forklift. Right. That's that's not something that's covered under workers' compensation law. Michael would have been personally liable to the person that he ran over. That would have made for a less interesting show. Though. Way more. Like, you know, the episode where <laughs> Michael is sued for, uh, you know, wrongful death. That wouldn't have been as much fun. Yeah, no. Would not have uh, connected with him the same way. No. Um, how about, you know, just other episodes of illegality? Do you remember the one where Michael finds out that he's involved in a pyramid scheme? Yes, I do remember that one. Right. So there's another one. Um, you've got Creed. Creed. I like Creed. He's, he's a crazy character. Crazy guy. Yeah. Right. Whose real name is Creed, which I also think is funny. That is funny. Actually, his yeah. full name is his real name. Like, right. The character Creed name. Bratton. So at one point, Creed thinks yeah. that the branch is closing. So he starts selling office equipment out of the <laughs> office, right? And he's taking cash payments from people. Uh-huh. That wouldn't be acceptable. No, probably not. Um, what about the one where Andy gets super upset and punches a punches hole in the a wall? Hole in the wall. Yeah. Now, I mean, that isn't necessarily illegal, but that uh, certainly would be grounds for termination, if right. you ask me. Now, one that is potentially criminal so uh i can i also mention one sure you can michael in uh season four the episode launch party michael uh ordered pizza and the pizza delivery boy wouldn't give him the discount he wanted oh yeah so he locks him up in the conference room and he threatened to keep him there until he got the discount uh he eventually does let him out but that would not end well for anybody who did that no that one actually could be illegal because that's you know he he's essentially kidnapping because i think that the guy was young it it was um yeah that one was really bad another one that's bad is when roy so roy is a warehouse worker who was dating pam when roy attempts to assault jim in the office after finding out that he kissed pam you remember that one i do remember that one and 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 so that one could have had criminal consequences but you want to know what else or who else could be a criminal offender? And this is kind of funny if you know the character. Yes. Who hates crime? Dwight. And you know what? Dwight could have been arrested numerous <laughs> times. Dwight used pepper spray on Roy. All right. Well, that one, he was trying to save him, right? But right. what about all of the other things that Dwight did, like lock all the office doors and start a fire in the garbage can so he could do a simulated fire drill? That would not have ended well for him in court. Right? That would have been bad. That could have been criminal. How about all the weapons that Dwight has <laughs> hidden around his desk? That's true. Uh, that's another thing. Or the time that he used pepper spray against Andy, kind of different than when he did it against Roy, right? When he had the uh, the grenades that killed the germs in the lice episode. That's right, yeah. Dropped it in his office, dropped it in his car. Having them around the office would not have, you know, or, not a good idea. Or when he shot a gun in right. the office, <laughs> when he fired that. a gun... In the office, that, that that also wouldn't have held up for him. Right. So a lot of those things are, are you know, things that would have been uh, really, really bad. 
So um, let, let's talk about some of the ones that you like the best. What, what are some of the things that you are aware of that would be, you know, illegal? How about how about this one while you're thinking? Uh-huh. There's there's this part um, where Jan, Michael's ex-girlfriend, who, right. Right, Jan brings a stroller, very expensive, $1,200, I think is the price tag, stroller into the office, and Dwight tries to destroy it. That's and, right. I remember that. Right? So now it's uh, criminal. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it's certainly he would have been liable for damage. I mean, it might have been criminal depending upon the state. And, and they're in Pennsylvania. So who knows what uh, what Pennsylvania laws are right. concerning crimes of destruction. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but certainly Jan could have sued him for destroying the stroller. Right. And And I know I'm jumping in when I said, you know, Go ahead and tell me yours, but before I do, you know, Kelly, here's another one where this one could have been um, grounds for termination for sure. Kelly falsifies customer surveys concerning Dwight and Jim because, remember, they didn't come to her birthday party or something like that. That's right. Right? And remember, she gave them mugs out that have the people's faces on the mugs. Mm-hmm. So there's another one. Um, another one, Dwight Twi- uh, Twix. <laughs> Not Twix, although I do like Twix. Peanut butter too. Twix. Ah, uh, no. One yes. South. No, nope. no, no. Nope. You don't like peanut butter Twix? No, the caramel one. The peanut butter one is kind of gross. No, it's not. Yes, it I, is. I, no, I love peanut butter Twix, and yeah, I can't sure, find them sure. anywhere. So I guess maybe not enough people like not them. Not enough people like them at all. So anyway, Dwight tricks Angela into marrying him. So right. fraudulent inducement and all these other things <laughs> that, that could come out of that. Um, all right, so your turn. What do you What do you like? I have a couple. Okay, go. A couple good ones. Uh, one of my favorite is when, and you might not realize this is bad, but do you remember uh, when Jim went to the, uh, what branch did he go to? The Stanford branch? That's yeah. That's right. Yep. He drove away on a bicycle in one episode. I, I guess rode away on a bicycle, but, you know, whatever. Uh, he was drunk. You might not think anything's crazy about that. You know, oh, he's riding his bicycle drunk. That's illegal. Uh, when he worked for Stanford, uh, he got drunk and it was late at night and he tried to ride his bicycle, uh, but it's actually illegal. He could have been charged with a DUI. Where? In Pennsylvania? Under Um, Pennsylvania law, I guess. Yeah. While riding a bike intoxicated. Uh, I also like Michael leaving the Chinese restaurant without paying. Oh, yes. Hitting Meredith with his, with his car. Yes. Uh, and then, you know. Thinking about that, there's a lot that so, Jim does. So Meredith could have sued Michael. That's right. For personal injuries. And because I think she broke her hip, I mean, she could have ended up getting 150000 or so. Or, That's right. Or, right? Just talking numbers. I'm not a personal injury guy, but years ago I used to do insurance defense work. And so uh-huh. we'd see these these personal injury uh, verdicts come out. But, you know, she could have she could have made a pretty penny from Michael. That's right. Absolutely. Or she could have sued Dunder Mifflin. Now, it's interesting because you don't know if, I don't remember if Michael was engaged in work for the company. Where was he coming from? Do you remember? Was he just pulling into work and wasn't paying attention? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So scope of employment, whether or not workers' comp would have covered, it was on the premises, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she... Could have because there's a there's a workers comp ban. You can't sue your own employer if workers comp would cover. 
So if you're injured on the job, you technically or, or typically, depending on your state, you can't sue your employer. You've got workers' compensation insurance that covers that. So does Michael's running Meredith over, is it workers' comp or not? That's an interesting question that we'd have to look at. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. One of the most interesting characters to look at in terms of legality is Jim. Because although he's funny and relatable, he actually did a lot of stuff that was not right. Jim and all of his pranks on Dwight, a lot of them were not legal, technically. Jim made Dwight smack himself in the face with a phone, which could have been personal injury. Uh, du- Jim, well, puts- although, although Dwight was stupid enough to do it. Right, right. So, right. you know, but go ahead. Jim puts all of Dwight's desk items in the vending machine. Theft. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Jim replaces Dwight's desk and chair with cardboard wrapped in Christmas right, paper. That's a good one because that's akin to pulling a chair out from behind somebody. You ever right. ever seen anybody pull a chair out as somebody goes to sit down? Uh, I did it in fifth grade to somebody, yeah. Oh, my God. Don't tell me that. No? Anyway, <laughs> there, there's actually, when I was in law school a million years ago, there was a case in tort class where they talk about where whether or not the proximate cause of somebody's injury um, is is you pulling the chair out as they go to sit down, and could you be liable for that? And the answer is yes. So if Dwight had become seriously injured, he might have had a cause of action against Jim. And again, because this was Jim's intentional action, whether or not workers' comp would have been triggered or whether Jim would have been sued directly is is something that we'd have to explore depending upon state law. Right. And whether or not Jim's homeowner's insurance, if he had had it at the time, because I think at that point he might have owned a house with Pam, but that's another interesting topic, um, you know, where he could have... And similar to the desk thing is when Jim punches a hole in Dwight's fitness orb with the pair of scissors. Remember Dwight's yeah. bunt? And he's like, this is good for the core. Right. And Jim comes over with the scissors... So the same thing that if he had been uh, injured, he could have, have turned around and, and sued either Jim under his intentional acts or Dunder Mifflin for all we know. That's right. He also uh, gave Dwight a gaydar machine, which is like a radar to detect if he's gay or not. That's right. right. And, and that is you know sexual harassment or uh, uh, discrimination. Hostile work environment. Right. It's also culturally insensitive. Right. Well, I mean, I, learn more about that is, in our previous episode. Yeah, make sure you listen to that prior episode. How? Uh, and there's also a lot of incidences of strippers at work with the Ben Franklin impersonator and the actual stripper, which <laughs> is just you know sexual harassment. Or hostile work. It's hostile work environment. It it depends. It's hostile work environment. Um, Because Ben Franklin wasn't sexually harassed. No, he wasn't. But, you know. It's hostile work environment. Yeah. How about, let's see. How about um, when Jim connects a, a wire to Dwight's computer that leads to the outside top of a power pole? Oh, Remember that? Imagine if he had been electrocuted. Yeah. and And just... Aside from that, how did Jim get up to the top of the utility pole to tie in the electric? <laughs> and that in and of itself, that would be illegal. You know, not just create liability, but illegal. That's right. You know, how about when uh, Jim cuts the cord that connects Michael's phone to the office PA system? Remember when Michael discovers that he has a PA? Yep. And, and you know, he goes in and does it. 
could he have been, you know, sued for that? Probably not. You know, even though it's destruction of property, but you know what it would have been terms for or grounds for what termination. That's right. I'm going to give you another example that it's explicitly stated in the show. Andy, you know, Andy, we haven't really gotten to talk about him too much. Nard dog. The Nard dog. When he was the boss, he left for three months to film the hangover to, oh, I'm sorry. No, he left for three (laughs) months to sail away on a boat. And he came back three months later without telling anybody. And David Wallace found out right, the, and didn't fire him because he felt he owed him for getting him the job. Right. So, so well, three months of right. not being there and lying about so it. So, David Wallace was the CEO of Dunder Mifflin. That's then right. he got fired when the company was purchased by Sabre. And then Andy realized that Sabre was going to be dumping the business. And, and it was a good opportunity for David Wallace, who had become. I think a billionaire from Suck It. Yeah, from right? his patent his t- idea. Suck It. Yeah. Um, to go back in and, and see if he wanted to purchase it. So he comes back in and purchases it because of Andy. Right. So Andy, like you said, is gone for three months, doesn't tell anybody, lies to David Wallace. Somehow when David Wallace comes back and finds out, he, Andy still has a job. Right. So um, real world alert, that would never happen. Mm-hmm. You would have been fired yep. and the boss would have found out that you weren't in the office and or an employee would have ratted on you. Right. Because, no. Nobody, would, nobody would allow that to happen. Nobody. Nobody. Um, so what else do you have? Um, a whole bunch. I have when Dwight pretended to kidnap David Wallace's son. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Right. That was yep. a good one. Um, how about the one where, talking about hostile work environment, how about the one where... Um, while fixing her dress, remember this one. Meredith accidentally reveals one of her breasts and then lifts it up, and you and it, she reveals her crotch. Yep. So that would have been considered a whole bunch of things, but definitely hostile work environment. And you know what? Also, this one was kind of addressed on the show. Remember, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the accountant, Angela. Angela's right. posters of the little. Angel kids, remember that? The picture yes. of the kids. So uh, Oscar found it to be offensive. And remember, there was a bit of a discussion about the posters, and they, they came to a resolution. Uh, and I think they actually got HR. They got Toby involved in that. But believe it or not, that's something that happens all the time. You've got one employee that complains about what another employee is doing or saying. And, oh, here's a good one. The, check this out. So Oscar... Kevin and Angela all sat in a group, right, right at their own desk. And Kevin, who was wildly inappropriate and hungry, um, would oftentimes say offensive jokes to Oscar, not to Angela. This, this is interesting because actually, I, I I've gone over this um, topic uh, when when training. Um, employees for other companies and we're talking about sexual harassment and, and and hostile work environment so in that in those instances right so oscar's the one who kevin's telling the jokes to mm-hmm. angela's not part of it but angela can overhear it so when when he tells oscar something that's let's say sexually offensive or explicit and angela hears it does angela have rights or a potential claim against Dunder Mifflin for hostile work environment? And the answer is yes. Right. Right. So just because 
Kevin wasn't talking directly to Angela. He was talking to Oscar, but it was overheard by Angela. A hostile work environment was created there for sure. And if Angela hadn't been so sweet, she could have turned around and she could have filed a claim uh, or a lawsuit, really, against Dunder Mifflin for creating creation of a hostile work environment or mm-hmm. existing or, or allowing one to exist. And the same, I, I guess, is true with Michael in general. Everybody knew or or should have known at the corporate level that Michael was a loose cannon. It was more than just some of the things that he did that he got ended up getting in trouble for. Um, because wasn't there one instance where Michael has to go for training? It, it, well, he has to see Toby when he spanks his nephew or something, right? Was that mm-hmm. the one? Uh, I, yes, that was that was the one where he where he spanked his. Uh, I think it was his nephew, yeah, because he was acting up. He was not That's doing right. the right amount of help, right? Right, and then there was another one, though, where I thought that corporate was upset with him for something, and I don't know if it was when the the overweight guy from Scranton, Michael tried to make him get up on the on the table. Remember that one? Right. And so he gets behind him, right? So he's got all the new people from Scranton who the Scranton branch had closed at this point. So Michael has them all up on the table. And he's trying to get this one gentleman that's, that's, you know, overweight up on the table. And the guy's saying, no, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. So Michael and Jim get behind him and start pushing up on his, his, his butt and legs to get him up on the table. Right. And the guy quits. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that, it, that you know, Jan was concerned that there could have been, you know, some lawsuit. sort of, yeah, lawsuit against the company because right. of Michael. So, yeah, I mean, like, just... In the stuff we've talked about, there's so much, you know? There's, it's unbelievable if you were to go and break that down. In every single episode, there is at least one thing that would be either illegal, create liability, or cause an employment nightmare, either with the creation of a hostile work environment or um, sexual harassment. Right. So that's the takeaway for this episode. You got to be dead silent all day when you're at work. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, just because it's in the TV show doesn't mean real life, you know, reflects that. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's just, um, it's a fun show, right? And, and right. sure, at times there's culturally insensitive uh, jokes, but like we talked about the last episode, it's so hard to figure out, you know, what do you do with, with programs like this? Because it's funny and and you can't, you can't, you know, just take away everything Right. Because uh, uh, we talked about Gone with the Wind. We talked about um, um, Holiday Inn uh-huh. last episode. So check that episode out and, and, and you know figure out what we were talking about. Uh, but it's 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 interesting, right? Because The Office is funny. It's insensitive at times. What about um, you know how? Uh, they have the 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 fun run for rabies and things right, and right, right just there's so many things that are are funny um how about when dwight steals philip's diaper so he could run a paternity test remember philip That's was right. angela's kid there's yes. so many things and it's just a, a very we, very we funny show we could day. we could do Every episode of The Office could have its own corresponding podcast where we talk about the illegalities yeah. of The Office. That's right. So, 
is absolutely crazy. But you know what? If you haven't seen The Office, well, now I just ruined it for you because you listen to this podcast. But now, if you if you did watch it or didn't watch it uh, in its uh, entirety, you should watch it. It's fun. It's a funny show. Um, and and you know what? It would be really interesting to see how many um, instances of liability or criminality or uh, you know. HR uh, issues were created in in each episode, so that'd be a fun thing to do at some point. Right, I'd have a lot of time on your hands, though. Yeah, we definitely would. You know what we'll do is take we'll, a while, take a while to go through it all. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, start a separate podcast. You no, know, Instagram poll us here. <laughs> uh, would you watch a separate podcast? We're not understanding doing that. the legality of the Office Radio. No, we're not doing. We have to use an acronym for that one. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of that one off the top of my head. Uh, but you know, I'd love to hear your comments and feedback on this episode. What you thought of the Office, the show, and uh, yeah. you know, so um, if if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you can uh, leave comments for us and let us know what you're thinking. Right. You know, if you can always find us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're uh, on you know, all over the place because I'd love to hear what you guys think about The Office. What do you think about all the uh, illegal and, and liability-creating issues with The Office? you think it's funny? Are you concerned? You personally? Yeah. Personally? I, I think it's, I, you know, I think it's funny as long as you don't take it the wrong way and think that you should go and, you know, hire strippers to come to your office. Or how about... How about hating anybody with a car that works in your office? That's true. Or making them you know, climb up a telephone pole and potentially get electrocuted? You know, it even on a low level, remember how many times people in the office were on their cell phones while driving? Yeah, that's Nelly true. definitely was. Yep. Right? Dangerous that's right there. There right. you go. Yeah. So there's so, so yeah. much stuff, but we'd love to hear what you have to think. Um, you've heard way too much of what we have to think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, never that's too good. much of the office. That's one thing I've learned. Especially over quarantine. And never too much of UTL radio. That's right. All right, that's going to do it for... Just as bingeable. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure the New York Times said that oh, Did they say that? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right, now you're creating liability for, oh, no. for us. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you tune in. And uh, if you haven't listened to that prior episode about time, that's it's right. about time that you do it. Time to go and watch. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and stay tuned for future episodes.